omnipotent, omnipotent. Jesus is He's living, living, He's giving, giving loving, loving, and there is, and there is no other name that is greater. There's no other name, no other name that is greater than Jesus. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. No other name, no other name that can save, deliver, and restore. Oh, Jesus the Yesterday, today, and forevermore There is no other name that is greater than Jesus Hallelujah! Why don't you lift up the name of Jesus right now? Hallelujah! He's excellent, he's magnificent He's higher than any other Oh, say nothing Nothing can separate us No weapon, no weapon formed against us
There's no name like your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody put your hands together and give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As you came in today, you probably passed one of these. And if you have not, one of the ushers will walk around. And if you want to just point your camera phone, your phone camera, at this, it will help you open up the e-bulletin today. From the e-bulletin, you can give, you can fill out your connection card, you can follow along with the scriptures and the songs that are with us today, and we just encourage you to be a part of that. Uh, we don't want to take a lot of extra time. There's many ways that you can give, but this is the easiest. Just point your camera right at it. Walk, somebody will walk around. When you see it, just point your camera at it, open the link, and you're done. It's just that easy. But we're going to go right back into worship. We want to give God the glory and the praise today. He truly is worthy. Amen? Amen. You're in God's house. Let's give him glory. Let's worship him. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. Amen. There's nobody like Jesus. Thank you. 
stop playing You never stop. You never stop playing You never stop. You never stop playing You never stop. You never stop playing Miracle work, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, waymaker, miracle work, promise keep, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, why don't you testify a little bit? Say waymaker, waymaker, miracle work, promise keep, light in the darkness, my God. You never stop, you never stop working. 
stopping him. Amen. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Amen. Even when you can't feel it, he's working. He's always got something going. Amen. For God to do nothing is impossible. He never sits around on his hands, bored. Some of us do, but he doesn't. Amen. He's always moving. He's always working. Amen. God is so good to us. Why don't you slap your neighbor a high five uh, or an air high five if it's not somebody that you've been around and tell them, say, I'm so glad that you are here today on Father's Day. Amen. It's good to have you in the house today. Take just a moment, welcome everybody that's watching us online. So glad that you're with us today, amen, at the crossroads, watching us on Facebook, on live stream today. Thank you so much. Uh, we're working to improve our, our live stream experience, our online experience, and in the next few months, uh, you'll see better cameras and uh, you'll see some improved quality, and we're excited about that. And I want to thank those of you that are helping us with that. And for those of you that didn't know you could, we welcome you to help us with that. Amen. What would it look like for Jesus to be in charge, both in his day and in our day? We're focused on Jesus more than ever before because we're living in some very troubled times. Today on Father's Day, I want to draw your attention to the book of John chapter 14. And we're going to read verses 6 through 11, John chapter 14 verses 6 through 11. Amen. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, Jesus said, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. 
Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. In our first week, we talked about Jesus referring to himself as the Son of Man, and that it was Jesus' main objective to set up God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Last week, last Sunday, Brother Grace spoke to us about Jesus is enough and how we can focus on Jesus and keep him in the forefront of our hearts and minds daily, eliminating distractions and hearing from him. Today, we're going to take a slightly different approach. We're going to look at a discussion that Jesus has with Philip. They were wanting to know how Jesus was going to solve everything that was wrong in their world. Philip said, show us the Father. So today I want to speak on this subject, show us the Father. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and lives. And thank you, God, for moving in this place. We give you glory and praise for what you're about to do. Move on our hearts to receive and our minds to receive what you have from your word for us today. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. 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 You may be seated. Jesus often spoke of the Father because the people with whom he was speaking could not understand how a human could come from God. So when Jesus in human flesh starts referring to the Father, he is talking about the Almighty, the Eternal, the Omnipresent Spirit that we know is God. God is Spirit, right? That Spirit was the Spirit that overshadowed Mary. It was that Spirit is the Spirit that filled and directed Jesus through life on earth. And that Spirit is the same Spirit that we receive when we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's that spirit that will raise us up whether we are dead or alive to be with Jesus for eternity. Amen? That's what our Bible tells us. But the disciples had a problem. They could not see the spirit of God. Philip was having trouble understanding how could the spirit of God be separate from the person of God, Jesus Christ. The answer that Jesus gave him was that there is no separation. God does not become less God when he fills uh, anyone or fills Jesus with his spirit. Because God is everywhere and he cannot be diminished. He is omnipresent. Still, Philip and the others did not understand. They wanted to get to God. They wanted to know how to access the kingdom of God. And they wanted to experience the mansions that Jesus said were in the Father's house. And so they wanted to be able to understand where Jesus was going. So Philip says, what will satisfy them or what would make them the happiest would be for Jesus to show them the Father. Almost as if they wanted to see a physical form or another manifestation besides Jesus. They were trying to understand how this worked. And Jesus explains to Philip. If you have seen the person of Jesus Christ, you have seen the eternal spirit of God because they are one and the same. Amen. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 says, For in him, that's Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus had already explained to some of the Jews in John chapter 10, verse number 30, he said, I and my Father are one. Now, you got to understand, we, we understand this from our Western 2020 mindset, but you have to look at it from a Jewish mindset and look how they responded. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. 
Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. What they didn't understand was that he was God that became a man. He says in verse 37, If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe me not, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. And for those of you whose brains are scrambled right now, I hope to bring it all into perspective. Philip says, show us the Father. Jesus says, I have. I already have. Show us the Father. I, I already have. You, you missed it, but I already have. The Jews couldn't understand how a man could be God. Jesus said, if I don't do the works of God, and you have no evidence or proof that what I'm doing is a God thing, then don't believe me. But if I do the works of God, and you have evidence and proof that what I'm doing is a God thing, then believe me. I know it's Father's Day, and the focus is on men more prominently today, so let me take a chance and speak to our men specifically today, but then really every one of us on this topic. Our world wants to see a better way. Our world is looking for hope. They want to see God. They are looking for the answer, the solution to the problems that ail our world today. And, and <coughs> Excuse me. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 14, he said, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. He calls them beloved sons, and he says, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, ye have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel, wherefore I beseech you, be followers, be ye followers of me. You know what Paul was saying? He was saying, if you'll follow me, amen, I have begotten you through the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have shown you the good works of God, and because of this, you can follow me. The world needs somebody that they can follow. We've got a lot of instructors, but not a lot of fathers. Amen? And this world needs somebody that they can follow. Keep in mind what Jesus told Philip was accurate. When we see Jesus, we are seeing the only image of the invisible God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, and He is the head of the body, the church, which is the beginning. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. It doesn't get any more plain than that. I asked somebody one time, I said, who created all things? They said, God the Father. I said, no. They said, what? I said, no. According to Colossians 1, Jesus created all things. And they looked at me and scratched their head and said, how is that even possible? I said, because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. <laughs> me too, me too.
You need to get connected, Brother Cooper. I love you. What did Jesus show us? The short answer is, you know, they said, show us the Father. So what did Jesus show us? The short answer is everything. Everything. Everything that we needed to know, we could see in Jesus. But let me give just a few quick points. First of all, we know that God is love, right? Jesus showed that. And everything that he did and every word that he said, he was the visible display of love for all to see. There can be no question, there can be no doubt. You know, no, people don't really have a problem loving Jesus. They have a problem reconciling the God of the Old Testament with the Jesus of the New Testament. <laughs> so we understand that God is love. We see that through the life of Jesus. But then he also showed us that God hears and answers prayer in the many times that Jesus healed and delivered and raised people from the dead. Even in the delays or seeming denials, he heard and he answered why? He said, look, if I do the things that God does, you should believe me. Amen? Church, it's the same way for us. If we are acting in the stead of God, if we are doing the things that God does, the world will believe us. The world should believe us. I know there's going to be some people that aren't. They're going to turn their uh, noses up to whatever, amen, we show them of God. But in one of the parables that Jesus spoke, he showed the Father. He showed the Father and the love of the Father. It's usually called the parable of the prodigal sons. It's also known as the parable of the two brothers, the lost son, the loving father, or the forgiving father. I think, though, I like it best as the parable of the prodigal or extravagant father. That's truly what it's about. The story, story basically, it talks about two sons. Most of you have probably uh, read this before, but it talks about the two sons, neither of which are really great, to be honest. The first one called the younger son basically uh, in his Jewish culture asks for his inheritance early, which is kind of like saying, dad, I wish you were dead. Like, why don't you just hurry up and die already and give me what belongs to me? I don't want to have anything to do with you guys anymore. That's what he was saying. And he asks him for his inheritance. He was wanting to cut himself off from the family. He figuratively disowns all of them never wanting anything to do with them anymore, and for what? So he could go and experience life the way he wanted to, without any restraints, without anybody looking over his shoulder to judge him. And this experiment of his went the way that all these types of things tend to go for people who want to do things without any restraint or moral compass. They wind up miserable and wishing that they had not made such a mess of things. And so the parable says that when he comes to himself, meaning that he had not been in his right mind for some time, because people who do their own selfish thing, they're not in their right mind. But this is what it takes for most people. They have to hit rock bottom and become utterly miserable before they're ready to listen to some sound reasoning. And so then it's when he comes to himself that he decides to head back home to his father. The second or the elder son that we hear more about uh, once the younger son returns, he's the one with the bad attitude about the way that his younger brother was received back into good graces after disgracing the family in the way that he had. He has such an attitude that he won't even come in to celebrate his brother's return, as the father puts it, from death to life. We spend a lot of time and energy, and we've probably exhausted talking about the brothers in, in, in many sermons and many teachings before. 
but their actions and their reactions and all the things that, that really, it's, it's not even really the focus, the true focus of the story. The focus of the story is the Father. Jesus was showing the extravagant love of God through this illustration of the prodigal or the extravagant prodigal father. I believe that Jesus was showing us that God loves all of us, even the ones with bad attitudes. I believe he was showing us that God loves even the ones of us who say, I don't want to have anything to do with this, and we walk away. Amen. I believe that Jesus was trying to show us that the love of the Father is extravagant and ultimately we choose whether or not we will be in the house. Show us the Father. So he did. And he showed them that they had a choice. He showed them that, you know, the, the, the one younger son, he went away and he made bad choices, but he came back and he wanted to be in the house. He wanted to be in the father's good graces. And the other brother, he had been there the whole time and thought he deserved everything that was coming to him. And, and why should he have to celebrate with it? And he wouldn't even go into the house. And I think what Jesus was trying to get across to each and every one of us is the father loves every one of us the same, but it's our choice to make whether or not we will be in the house. God gives all of us the opportunity. It comes down to our choice. Kathy and I, we were talking the other day, and part of this message comes for her, from, from her because this is, I'm, I'm going to give her the credit because, you know, sometimes when you get stuff from other sources, you need to credit the source. Kathy and I were talking the other day, and she mentioned something to me that has had me thinking ever since, and it really it has to do with choices. Our world is in such desperate need. They need to see God in us. They don't even understand their need for us right now to show them the Father. We look at all the violence and the rage that's taking place all over our country, and, and we see choices being made. And Kathy said this to me in the midst of this last week. She said, things seem similar to when the crowd chose Barabbas over Jesus. How they were able to get the city to turn against Jesus is not really revealed to us in Scripture. But I do think it's important for us to note that the crowd didn't have to be huge. It just had to be large enough for Pilate to take notice. It definitely did not include absolutely every Jew in Jerusalem. But in any case, Pilate gave in to the crowd's demands, trading Barabbas for Jesus to prevent a revolt. Following an unjust hearing before the Sanhedrin in a trial of political expediency for Pilate, Jesus was sentenced to death as the Roman and the Jewish authorities colluded against him and the crowd called for his life. Just, just a few days earlier, they had waved palm branches and welcomed the king into the city. They had laid their coats down, and, and, and all of a sudden there was a shift. All of a sudden there was something, you know, the, the one who had been so loved and revered now uh, is, is being called for his death. And not just any death, but his crucifixion. And what it boiled down to is the people preferred a violent insurrectionist, a rebel who could give them the, the war, only war with Rome. And that's what they wanted. They were expecting somebody who would rise up. And so they chose this person who was a rebel, who was an insurrectionist. And they chose the, the violent rebel to the Prince of Peace. 
They chose Barabbas over Jesus. They treasured the things of this world more than the things above. Dr. R.C. Sproul writes in his commentary of Mark that the people chose the one who they thought could give them political freedom, Barabbas, over the one who could give them spiritual freedom, Jesus. And so it is in our world today. People screaming for justice, for reform, for equality. And the narrative seems, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be political here, but the narrative seems to change daily. They even justify the violence and the murder of innocent lives for this cause. But today, just like them, it comes down to a choice. Just like then, today... We have to make a choice. Most of what is being done in the name and the cause of justice actually hurts the very people that the justice would help. Our culture is willingly choosing chaos over peace. Man-made justice over the Prince of Peace. One of the reasons that, and again, please just bear with me. I know it's going to get really quiet. But one of the reasons that I have seen describing the state that we're in today I heard this on a news outlet. It was the lack of fathers in our culture, but especially in the minority communities. I've seen all the various reasons for the fathers being absent from the family, and I'm not here to debate with anybody about what they are, but some of the things that I've heard are things like slavery, unfair targeting, drugs, lifestyle, etc., you know, mass incarceration, all these things. You hear all these I'm not here to debate them. The point I'm trying to make is that I do agree. I agree that we need someone to step up and give clear direction for children and for families in this time that we live in. That's what this world needs. It's almost like you can hear the cry of our society saying, show us the Father and we'll be okay. We just want to see the Father. And so church, that's exactly what our world needs right now, today. Not someone to be a champion for social justice. Not an insurgent or protest rally leader. Not a political figure. This world needs us, the church, to show them the Father. They need to see God like never before. We cannot fix the people of this world, and we cannot fix what is broken. We can only show them God. That's our part. That's what we're supposed to do. We can only show them God. There is a choice that they're going to have to make. That choice is up to them. But we have to be Jesus to this world. God is love, and that's what our world needs like never before. This world needs love, amen, like never before. Not just any love, not just a a spoken love, but a God love, amen? An agape love, an unending love, a, a love that just continues to give. When we show God's love, we are showing them the Father. Some of you say, well, that's great, Pastor, that's wonderful, but how does that apply to me? I'm the church, how do I show God's love? How can we show God's love? You, you, you might just take a note here because this is something that I would like for you to figure out. How does God want you to show love to this world? 
how does God want you to show the Father to those that are around you? Because honestly, when you figure that out, you're going to start fulfilling the purpose that God has for your life. I'm going to just make some suggestions. How about praying for them to return to the Father? How about instead of having a bad attitude when somebody walks in and they take your seat, you rejoice that somebody came back to the house. Amen? How about we pray for those, you know, the ones that you're so frustrated with and you can't even look at their social media posts right now? How about praying for them to return to the Father? That's, uh, you say, well, that, that's, yeah. Why, why even talk to them until you've prayed about it? I think another thing you can do is go out of your way to show love and kindness. Go out of your way. You know, I, I know sometimes people will pay it forward. They'll pay for somebody's meal or they'll pay for somebody's coffee or they'll, they'll do something. Go out of your way to show kindness. I, I, I've, God's really been dealing with me about this this week because, you know, I understand we're living in a kind of a tumultuous culture and there's a lot of people that you say one thing one way and you say something the other way and man, you could just have people all up in arms. But I'm going to tell you right now, and this is not a political statement, but we need to love the black and we need to love the blue. And we need to love the white and the yellow and everything in between. We need to show every one of them love. One of my friends this week who is black, said this to me. They said, I don't understand why so many people are judging all police officers based on a handful of bad police officers. Because they wouldn't want us, he was referring to black people, being judged by a handful of bad black people. He said, they're more racist than we are. I'm sorry, and and this is going to come across the wrong way, but would you do me a favor? I'm going to see if I can get the police officers in in Hardin County. I'm going to see if I can get at least their first names. And would you help me pray for our police officers? Somebody needs it. We need to do this in Louisville, too. They need prayer. Do you know what these police officers, they are facing... Uh, some of the craziest times that you have ever seen. They're they're limited by the people that are over them, and they are hated by most of the people that they are serving right now. There are are people in our county that are afraid to go to work. There are people in our county that are are nervous whenever they go in their uniform to to get fast food. I've got story after story. I'm saying we need the church. It shouldn't be that way. The church, you know, well, Pastor, you don't know what, what the, the police have done to my people. Do you know what the Bible says? Bless them that persecute you. Pray for them who despitefully use you. So guess what? That doesn't exempt us. You got a beef with the, the police officers? Guess what? You're still supposed to be kind. You're still supposed to pray for them. Why don't you go out of your way? I'm not saying you have to go up to one and hug them, but why don't you thank them for what they're doing for us? Because they, it take, right now it takes extra courage to do what they're doing. Well, that's, that's in other places of the world, Pastor. That's not here. It's all over. Go out of your way to show love and kindness 
to, to police officers, to first responders, to, to you know, I, I've had some people that, uh, <coughs> you know, my wife and I, we talked about this. I've had some, some people that we've had better interactions. It's almost like, I'm almost like encouraged. I, I used to talk to just about every black person I saw. Now I make it a point to talk to every black person I see. And I'm telling them, hey, I love you. You're great, you know. I let one go in front of me in line the other day. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, you, you don't owe me that. I said, no, I want you to go. There are people that, 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 that are out there. They're good people. And we need to be kind to them. We need to show them God's love. Amen. I, know, I told you to get quiet when I started talking about being nice to the police officers. It's all right. I, I, I hope they don't quit. Because it's going to be a mess if they do. I would say another thing we can do is be careful about what we say and what we post. Be careful about what you say and what you post. Is it uniting or is it dividing? Is it bringing peace? Is it bringing hope? Is it, is it soothing the wounds or is it just instigating and agitating and working people up? Well, it's, it's soothing my people. Well... <laughs> You're, you're not supposed to treat your enemy with disdain. You're supposed to love your enemy, according to the scripture. So what else can we do? Can you be ready and be there when they're ready to pray and to talk? If somebody wants to have a conversation with you about it, talk to them. Have your ears wide open and your heart open and pray for them. Why don't you, if you get somebody and things start getting tense, I'll give you the solution. Unless they're, you know, throwing fists or something, the best thing for you to do is, why don't you just say, hey, can we pray right now? Would that be okay? Because I don't have the answer. I don't have the solution. Why don't we just stop and pray right now? Because I know that God will help us get through this. And pray with them. Pray for peace in their life. Pray that God would bless them. And then how about this? How about we treat everybody the same way? Just treat everybody the same way without prejudice. Let's just, let's just quit making such a big, let's just treat everybody the same way. But, but pastor, you don't understand certain groups of people and people of color, they've been oppressed and they've, and I'm not taking away from that. I'm not saying that they have not. But when you start showing preferential treatment to any race over another race, that by definition is Racism. So what we need to be very clear with is that when, when Jesus gives this, this vision to, Paul, to, P, to Peter on the roof and Peter's up on the roof and he says, you, you, don't, you don't make any distinction, Peter. Don't call what I have cleansed common or unclean. He was doing away with racism. And Paul said, you're neither Jew nor Greek. You're neither bond nor free. Come on. There's no distinction. So why don't we start treating everybody the same way? Amen. Amen. I love each and every one of you. I do. That doesn't mean that each and every one of you have always done, treated me right, but I love each and every one of you. Most of you love me. I don't know if everybody, but most of you love me. And there's been times where I probably haven't treated you right. We have to learn to forgive and move on. 
Amen. We've got to learn how to love like Jesus. And then any step, this is what I would say, and this is the last part that I want to just give a challenge to you this week. Any step that they make toward God, celebrate it. Be excited about it. I know that there's some real, you know, people that are far off from the Father's house. But if they take one step towards the Father, just say, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, you're doing good. That's right. That's, that's a great step. Why? Because we need to be not the older brother with an attitude. We need to be the ones who say, hey, we are so glad that you are back. Man, we've been missing you. It's so good to see you. Amen. Amen. As I close today, I would just ask you this, just very simple questions. Have you made your choice today? Do you want a Barabbas life or a Jesus life? Do you want a life that, you, you know, demands justice and I got to have this, I got to have that, everything's got to be right? Or do you want to have a Jesus life that says, I'm willing to suffer, I'm willing to, to be punished, even though I was without sin, I'm, I'm willing and Father forgive them for they know not what they do. Today, if you will turn from sin and you will turn to God, you will receive the peace that only the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, can give you. If you'll be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, all the sins and the mistakes of your past will be washed away, never to be held against you again. And God will fill you with His Spirit and you will have that peace that passes all human understanding. The choice is yours today. When you get caught up in all the chaos, all the tension, all the trouble, or will you say, God, I want to show you to this world. I want to show peace. I want to show love. I want to show hope. And by choosing God, your life can make a difference. Your life can make a difference. Would you stand with me? Show us the Father. Our world is crying out today. Show us the Father. And we have got to be very careful that we don't sit with arms crossed like the older brother, shaking our heads, looking down our noses. Oh, those horrible, despicable people. Yeah, they didn't want to have anything to do with God. And look at them now. We've got to be very careful that our attitude doesn't become like the older brother that doesn't want to see healing and peace and restoration. Because the world is counting on us right now as the church. The scripture tells us that a city that is set on a hill, it cannot be hid. We have a responsibility to shine the light. One of the best things I have seen this week is that the, the very place where George Floyd was pinned to the ground, they've turned that place into a place of prayer, into a place of healing. They've turned it into almost like a, an outside church setting. You know what? That's the good that's coming out of this. That's the good, that people are actually turning to God, that people are realizing our hope is not in man, it's not in uh, politics, it's not in uh, any reform, it, it's in Jesus Christ. And so today, I wonder if we couldn't just have that same attitude and say, I know that horrible things have been done, I know that there's tension and trouble, but I just want to show the Father to the world that's around me. And today you have that choice. If you're, in a, if you're in a bad way today and maybe your heart or your spirit, your attitude's not right, you just need to repent. You need to get close to God. You need to walk down to this altar and say, God, forgive me, cleanse me. I want to be able to show the Father. I, I want to choose joy and peace over chaos. 
I, I want to choose hope over all this tension and all this strife. And right now, God, I surrender to you again. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This altar's open right now. Why don't you step out? Maybe if you feel comfortable praying with somebody in your family or somebody close to you, pray with them right now. God, help us. Forgive us, Lord, of any sin that we've done, of anything, Lord, that would have uh, kept people from seeing you through us. God, if we posted something or if we said something that was uh, uh, inconsiderate, Lord, or insensitive, I pray, God, that you would forgive us and cleanse us today. Help us, Lord, to make up our minds and to purpose in our hearts, Lord, to show them the Father. And, Lord, to make you known to everybody that we can. God, we give you glory and praise today as you change our hearts.
change everything, chains fall, fear bow here now. Jesus, you change everything, lives heal, hope found here and now. Jesus, you change everything. Change everything, change for fear. 
we're gathered and we're praying, I wonder if you just call out Sister Ola's name in prayer today. Um, she had a procedure this week. Uh, she's not been doing well. She had a procedure this week and uh, they're hoping she's been on a ventilator the last few days. They're hoping to take her off today. Uh, but would you pray? Let's just pray right now for Sister Ola and uh, believe that God is able. Lord Jesus, God, we pray that you would touch Sister Ola. Lord, right now, pray God that your hand would be upon her, Lord, for healing complete healing and deliverance, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch her body. God, renew her spirit right now, God. Hallelujah. Strengthen and uphold her, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You've already purchased her healing from the stripes upon your back, and we claim it today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't you reach over to somebody that's close to you? 
if it's appropriate, and if you would, just put a hand on their shoulder, take them by the hand. Let's lift our hands one more time to God and just pray that God will help us, amen, be in unity and show this world the Father, amen. Lord Jesus, we need you, God. This multicultural church, Lord, this diverse church that loves each other, God, we want to show that same love to this lost and dying world, God, the world that's making bad choices and doing things, Lord, that we know, God, hurt you, Lord, very deeply. And we pray, God, that you would help us to show them your love. God, not to get caught up in any attitude of self-righteousness, but, God, that we would show your love and your peace and your joy, God, to this world. And, God, we give you the praise and the glory, Lord, that you are going to have your way and your will is going to be accomplished. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. It's so good to see each and every one of you today. God is doing some amazing things in and around uh, our church. I, I still believe, I know we started the year. It's hard to believe that we started 2020 with the series, The Best is Yet to Come. And some of y'all think I'm a false prophet, but I'm not. The best is yet to come. Amen. The best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. I believe God has even greater things in store for each and every one of you. Uh, I just want to mention quickly, because it's not on the connection card video that you're going to see in just a moment, as you can go ahead and be seated. I just want to mention, you can give uh, on the, the church app, you can give online, you can give by texting GIVE to 502-200-8425. Uh, amen. You can give by putting your envelope or your check or cash into the bowl as you leave today. Uh, but we're trying to make as many non-contact ways. Uh, you guys will all be pleased to know we, we tested all of the singers and musicians today. And everybody is asymptomatic. Nobody, nobody here is sick. So... Uh, we are we we do have the capability, and uh, should we have another spike uh, in Hardin County, which is not foreseeable right now, but if we do, uh, we will continue meeting. We will just be taking everybody's temperature at the door. Um, but right now, I, I believe that we're doing everything that we can to be safe, and I'm thankful that we can get back together. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow night, we are going to uh, have our leaders and influencers will be meeting up at Vibe. And those of you that uh, already, most of you already know about that, I just want to remind you that is tomorrow night, 630. So uh, look forward to seeing you there. All of our dads today, uh, we don't have anything super special, but we do have a dad snack bag for you. It's a little dad snack bag. You're either going to get some dad's root beer or some dad's cream soda. And then there's a few other little things in there. So if you're on a diet, just leave it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Here comes the video. If not, it's super easy. From your smart home, text the word LOVE, L-O-V-E, to 502-200-8425. You'll get a link sent directly to your phone to the eConnect card shortly after. So go ahead, pull your phone out, and submit your eConnect card right now. There's some next steps that you need to take following today's message. If you aren't already, we would love to encourage you to read through your Bible with us in the YouVersion Bible app. Let us know if we can help you get connected. 
If you have questions about small groups, serving, baptism, or membership, let us know that as well through the eConnect card. Also, do you have a special prayer request that we can help you pray about? If so, put that in the space provided. We pray for those requests each week. If you are a first time guest with us today, we would love to say hello and welcome you by giving you a free gift. Just take a moment to meet with our pastor after service and let us say hello before you head out. Amen. All right, so if Brother Jeremy and Brother Grace, if y'all could get ready. We have one announcement, and that is there is church on Wednesday. So please be there. That it's going to be at 7. You don't want to miss it. It's an awesome series. Praise the Lord, everybody. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. If uh, Pastor AJ could come up here for a second. So on behalf of the church, here's a couple of cards, gifts. Uh, appreciate all that you do. It's a privilege to serve God with you. You're an awesome pastor. You show a lot of passion for souls, and you love and care about everybody, and it shows. Appreciate you. Give it up. Give it up. There's, there's so many ways that I do, could describe pastor in order to keep myself out of trouble. I wrote it down, all right, because I wanted to keep my left and right limit where it should be. But um, I just summed up all the things I know about Pastor Dummett in the acronym FATHER because he is, first of all, he's faithful. Anybody know he's been faithful? Many years he's been here as a pastor. He's always, A, he's always been there when needed. When people in the church call upon him, he's always there. And then T, he's truthful. He's not going to give you some answer that is not the correct answer. He's going to give you the truth. He's going to preach the truth. And I mean, how many is thankful for that? Amen. And then H stands for happy. I've, I've never shaken his hand without him showing a smile ear to ear. And he's just always a happy person. And I'm, I'm thankful for a happy pastor. Amen. And then E stands for eternally focused. All right. Anytime that he's talking with you or he's talking from the pulpit and preaching, he's always focused upon your eternity, where you're going to spend for eternity. All right. And then last but not least, he's the real deal. No question what he's thinking. No hidden agendas. He's the real deal. So... Pastor, we honor you today. We thank you for all that you've done. And you're a father, a figure to your family, but also to many that are here today. Many that don't have earthly fathers left on this earth, you represent as you lead this church and you do a wonderful job. God bless you. All right. Amen. We're so grateful for all of our fathers and especially pastor for the leadership you set. Thank you. All right. So let's go ahead and pray and then we will be dismissed. 
thank you, Lord, for today's service. Thank you, Lord, for showing us that you are the Father and that you've revealed yourselves to us. And, Lord, as we leave this place, help us to show your love to each and every person that we come in contact with because there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of pain, and they need the hope and they need the love that can only be found in you. God, we ask that you keep us all safe as we leave this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. And, fathers, don't forget to grab your bags on the way out.